Hello and welcome to Back of the Card Sports Trivia Pod, a podcast where you can test your sports trivia knowledge over a variety of topics. My name is Court and I will be your host. Our game will consist of five rounds of six questions covering everything from your basic sports to some unknown sports. Each question is worth one point unless otherwise noted. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and let us know what your score is. A good week of sports last week. We got to see the NFL preseason wrap up. We got to officially see the first week of college football, despite the fact that it was technically quote unquote week zero it was good to see college football on saturdays again we saw the little league world series we saw simone biles win the u.s championships again in gymnastics just overall a lot of fun and a really good week of sports but we are going to reflect on one of the events that happened this weekend and round one is on the little league world series little league world series just wrapped up this past weekend with some great games and They're always fun to watch, especially over those last two weeks. For me, the Little League World Series is the purest form of baseball because they're just out there doing it for fun. They're not trying to earn more money or anything else like that. So let's talk about the tournament and let's talk about the fun that it has as well. So question number one, in which Pennsylvania town is the Little League World Series held annually? Question number two. Within two, how many teams compete in the Little League World Series each year? Question number three. What is the age limit for players participating in the Little League World Series? Question number four. Which U.S. state has won the most Little League World Series championships? Question number five, true or false? The Little League World Series has been held annually since its inception. And question number six, in what year did the first international team participate in the Little League World Series? All right, I'm gonna give you a few seconds worth of music and then I will return with the answers. All right, let's get you some answers here on the Little League World Series. So question number one, in which Pennsylvania town is the Little League World Series held annually? That is in Williamsport. And I really like how they are doing MLB games there now as well. I get to see some of the fun side of baseball as well. I saw some really cool bats this year. My favorite was the number two pencil that a couple of the players had. That was really cool. Question two, within two, how many teams compete in the Little League World Series each year? That is a total of 16 teams. You usually have have eight from the United States and then eight international teams. So in order to get the point there, you would have had to say between 14 and 18. Question three, what is the age limit of the players participating in the Little League World Series? Well, that is between the ages of 10 and 12. Now, once in a while, you will see a 13-year-old, and it's because they have to be 12 years old at the start of a specific tournament. So for some people, they turn 13 after the start of that tournament, so they are able to participate. It's all about when their birthday falls. 
Question number four, what U.S. state has won the most Little League World Series championships? Well, it's the team that won it this year, California. California has won a total of eight titles. Now, you can argue it's a little bit, quote-unquote, unfair that, like, on the West Coast, California technically gets two representatives. But at the same point, it's, it, I mean, they continuously are one of the best teams. If it's not usually coming out of the West Coast, California, it's usually Hawaii. Both of those teams are usually pretty strong. Now, question number five, true or false, Little League World Series has been held annually since its inception. That is false. The series was initially canceled in 1943 due to World War II. So that kind of gives you an idea of how long it's been going on as well. And then question number six, in what year did the first international team participate in the Little League World Series? Well, that was 1957. They had a team from Monterey, Mexico. They were the first international team to participate in the Little League World Series. Obviously, we've seen a lot of international teams since then. Chinese Taipei is the country with the most Little League World Series championships outside the United States. So we see a lot of teams from around the world, and it's really cool because it's not just um, teams that countries that you would typically think of that play baseball. We get some that are not typical baseball countries as well. All right, let's move on now to round number two. Round number two is our quick hitters round. This round is filled with some questions that are quick hitters and have simple answers. Today's category is sports dates. There are just some sporting events that occur on the same date every year. So today we are celebrating a few of them. For this round, I will give you a date. You simply have to tell me what sporting event corresponds with that date. So let's get started with question number one. The first Saturday in May. Question number two, the 4th of July. Question number three, the last Sunday in May. Question number four, the first full week in April. Question number five, the third Monday in April. And question number six, New Year's Day. So a lot of really cool dates here. Um, you could say that, you know, there are some dates on this list that could correspond with multiple events, but there's usually one very specific event that corresponds with that date. So first Saturday in May, that is usually corresponded with the Kentucky Derby. 4th of July, you know, you might say baseball, but, you know, that's not very specific. We were looking for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All right, so that's the one that's held on 4th of July every year. Joey Chestnut always with a victory lately. So that's that's the answer for that one that we were looking for. Question number three, the last Sunday in May. Well, that is the Indianapolis 500. Question number four, the first full week of April. That is the Masters Golf Tournament. Question number five, the third Monday in April, that is the running of the Boston Marathon, also known as Patriots Day. It's the day where the Boston Red Sox usually start at like 12.15 in the afternoon or like 11.30 in the afternoon. It's a, it's a big day in Boston. And then last but not least, New Year's Day. Traditionally, that is when the Rose Bowl is held. Um, that's part of the New Year's Six now. It has been moved around from time to time depending on where who's playing and the college football playoffs and all that sort of stuff but traditionally the rose bowl is played on new year's day all right let's move on now to round number three connections that make contact 
This round will have five questions that may or may not be sports related, but the answers do relate to each other in some way through sports. The sixth question will be the connection between those five answers. So let's get started. Question number one, in what city would you find the Eiffel Tower? Question number two, what Italian city is considered the global capital of fashion and design? Question number three, what Italian city sits at the southern portion of the Alps and can be found in northern Italy? Question number four, what city is the 23rd largest by population in the world and the second largest in the U.S.? Question number five, what is the capital of Queensland, Australia? And question number six is, what is the connection between those answers? I'm going to give you a few seconds of music, try to come up with those answers, and then I will return. All right, let's make some contact. So question number one, what city would you find the Eiffel Tower? Well, that is Paris, France. Question two, what Italian city is considered the global capital of fashion and design? Well, that is Milan, Italy. Question number three, what Italian city sits at the southern portion of the Alps and can be found in northern Italy? That is Cortina d'Ampenzo, Italy. So that is um, just a small little ski resort town that is in the northern part of Italy. Question number four, what city is the 23rd largest by population in the world and second largest in the U.S.? That is Los Angeles, California. And question number five, what is the capital of Queensland, Australia? That is Brisbane, Australia or Brisbane, Australia, whichever way you prefer to pronounce it. So uh, we had answers such as Paris, France. Milan, Italy, Cortia d'Ampezzo, Italy, Los Angeles, California, and Brisbane, Australia, or Brisbane, Australia. And the connection between those, those are the next five sites for the Olympics that we know of right now. And you're like, hold on, we only know four of the next five sites. Yeah, you are correct. But Milan and Cortana d'Ampezzo are co-hosting the 2026 Winter Olympics together. And that's because, like I mentioned, uh, Cortina d'Ampezzo is a ski resort town. So they're going to do a lot of skiing, snowboarding, that sort of stuff up there. And then everything else is going to be held in Milan in 2026. This is starting to become more and more of a trend of multiple cities hosting. We saw that in the World Cup. And it just, it, it takes a lot of the financial burden off one city and kind of allows it to be a little bit more spread out. Well, let's move on now to round number four. And we have been celebrating the start of college football by using round number four as a way to kind of test our knowledge on one of the power five conferences. So now that we are officially in August and week zero is in the books. That means the start of another college football season. And that means that this week we are talking about the pack 12. Now, while we all thought this was a very strong conference, the Big 12 has proven, hey, we're better and bigger than you, so we're going to stick around in the Pac-12. Well, as of right now, it's still a conference and still considered a Power 5. So let's talk about the teams that are currently there and talk about some of the teams that make up 
the history of the Pac-12. So question number one, before becoming the Pac-12 and before becoming the Pac-10, what was the conference originally known as? Question number two, within two, in what year was the Pac-12 conference officially established? Question number three, what teams play in the quote big game each year and is known for the band being on the field? Question number four, what two Pac-12 teams play each other in the Civil War each year? Question number five, which university founded the Pac-12 conference originally? And question number six, what Pac-12 team plays in the Coliseum and what Pac-12 team plays in the Rose Bowl? All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds of music and then I will come back with the answers. All right, let's get you some answers on the Pac-12, which, again, we don't know what the future holds for this conference, but, you know, we're going to talk about them because they are still a Power 5, still a very good conference right now. So let's get some questions here on the Pac-12. So question number one, before becoming the Pac-12 and before becoming even the Pac-10, what was the conference originally known as? They were originally known as the Pac-8, which stood for the Pacific 8 Conference. Question number two, within two, what year did the Pac-12 conference, was were they originally established? Well, the conference was originally established in 1959. So in order to get the point there, you would have had to guess between 1957 and 1961. Question number three, what team play in the big game each year and is known for the band being on the field? That is Stanford and Cal. So, yep, that's the game where the band's on the field. Oh, my gosh, the band's on the field. I can't believe it. And, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, that's between Stanford and Cal. Question number four, what two Pac-12 teams play in the Civil War each year? That is between Oregon and Oregon State. Now, what the future of that looks like, I'm still not sure. I was very surprised that Oregon's going to the Pac, going to the Big Ten, but Oregon State isn't. I figured those two were kind of a package deal. Apparently, they are not. Question number five, what university founded the Pac-12 conference? If you know the Pac-12, you kind of got a 50-50 shot here, though you could argue two other schools, but the answer there is Cal. Cal Berkeley is the one that created the Pac-12, or they were the originally original founders. In my eyes, it would have been either them or Stanford, so either way you would have hedged your bets, or it could have been one of these last two teams as well. So what Pac-12 team plays in the Coliseum and what Pac-12 team plays in the Rose Bowl? Well, the Coliseum, that is where the Trojans play, the USC, and the Rose Bowl is where UCLA plays. The way that I remember it is kind of that, again, Trojans play in a Coliseum, and then the other one just ipso facto, Rose Bowl goes to UCLA. Now, obviously, those two teams are leaving for the Big Ten. We'll all talk about that next year when it actually happens. Round number five, we're going to wrap things up today with the AFC South. For the final round, we're going to continue our series that will lead us into the start of the NFL season. In each week, we will cover a different conference. Today's conference is the AFC South. So all these questions have to do with the teams of the AFC South or the players, all those associated with the AFC South. So question number one, 
Which AFC South team is the latest team to join the NFL in 2002? Question number two. Within two, what year were the Jacksonville Jaguars established? Question number three. What city was the original location of the Indianapolis Colts? Question number four. What AFC South team was originally in Houston and nicknamed the Oilers? Question number five. What Hall of Fame quarterback started his career in Canada and ended it with the Oilers, all while wearing the number one? And question number six. What AFC South team started their franchise by playing against the Dallas Cowboys and winning 19 to 10? I'm going to give you a few seconds worth of music and then I will return with those answers. Let's wrap up today's game with a little bit of fun with the AFC South. So question number one, what AFC South team is the latest team to join the NFL in 2002? That is the Houston Texans. They were the 32nd team to join the NFL and makes it a nice round number. Question number two, within two, what year were the Jacksonville Jaguars established? They were established in 1993. They played their first game in 1995, but they were established in 1993. So in order to get the point there, you would have had to say between 1991 and 1995. Question three, what city was the original location of the Indianapolis Colts? Well, that would be Baltimore, Maryland. Obviously, that is the legendary story of the owner, Mr. Ursay in the middle of the night packing up the entire facility and moving it west to Indianapolis, but the original location was Baltimore. Question number four, what AFC South team was originally in Houston and nicknamed the Oilers? Well, that would be the Tennessee Titans. For a brief time there, they were technically the Tennessee Oilers, but then they changed their name to the Tennessee Titans a few years after that, and that's what they've been ever since. Question number five, what Hall of Fame quarterback started his career in Canada and ended it with the Oilers all while wearing the number one? That was Warren Moon. And then question number six, what AFC South team started their franchise by playing against the Dallas Cowboys and winning 19-10? Well, that would be also the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans won their first game 19-10 over the Dallas Cowboys. That season was downhill from there. It did not end well, but obviously they have come to be a respectable franchise and continue to put out some good players. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I will return next Tuesday with more questions and more fun. Make sure you're following us on Apple and make sure when you select a file that you choose to automatically download. If Apple isn't your thing, make sure you subscribe everywhere else. Please leave a five-star review where you can and follow us on social media at Back of the Card Trivia on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Well, hey, my name's Court. The dog's name is Milo. I appreciate you tuning in, and I will see you next time.